Welcome to the New Mind Creator Podcast with your host, Maurice, the New Mind Creator. Today, I'll be interviewing Alundas Havens. Please make sure to hit the subscribe button so that you'll receive alerts when new episodes are available on Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Also, please leave me a review on iTunes or Spotify. So, Alundas, what was it that caused you to want to be in the Marine Corps? Uh, good question. Uh, so I come from a long lineage of veterans in my family. My great-grandfather was a prisoner of war in World War II. So it was one thing with my family uh, that they did it, and I wanted to be able to prove myself. I had the chip on my shoulder. Um, so my dad was a Marine, but he didn't have a long career. So in my case, it was I wanted to be the one that was going to challenge himself, be the best they can be, but then be able to prove to myself that I can be able to do it. So it was something that I was allowed um, to be able to get into, number one, and then to excel that because I had that drive. And did you enjoy your experience? Uh, Yes, sir. I absolutely loved it, brother. Um, I wanted to be a lifer and be in for 20 years, but unfortunately, after two years, uh, I tore all the cartilage in my right knee. And that's where my body was telling me that I no longer could pursue that dream. Um, So that was something that I had a big ego problem with because I was uh, in an E4, in an E6 position. So I was um, in a prestigious position early on in my career. And it was something where, you know, I I was my own boss. So I was uh, really excited about life. And then it was, you know, getting injured and figuring out, hey, I need to figure out my purposes outside the military. And what trauma or traumas did you have to overcome to now be able to help others overcome? That, that's, that's an awesome question, brother. And um, for me, it, it, it was uh, doing the inner healing from when I was younger. Um, to add context, my parents had me when they were about 19, 21 years old. So they were always partying. Um, both of them alcoholics. Dad was abusive. Uh, both narcissistic, and then I had a racist stepdad in the mix. So in my case, it was uh, getting to a point in my life when I got older, you know, teenage years, sort of questioning every single thing I heard. And it was one that I did my research and I talked to, you know, 20 people to be able to come up with my own idea. But it was really uh, not feeding into one opinion. And in their case, they thought differently than the way I did. They perceived certain people differently than the way I did. So it was one where I was just like, I don't uh, believe this on a core value frame. And later on in life, you know, when I went into the Marine Corps and for, for instance, uh, came back from deployment out in Kuwait, it was difficult for me to be able to adapt back to life because like, like talking to entrepreneurs, um, when people are accomplishing tasks and getting the job done and you give excuses, that's where, you know, certain people get upset. So entrepreneurs, you know, oh, here's a solution and on, on to the next thing. So that was the problem I was having. And that's where I really had to dig deep, you know, start meditating, um, unpacking some of those limiting beliefs, the trauma that I had, because it came to, you know, the, not only um, was it from being physically abused, but it, it could have been from, you know, the alcoholism or watching things or not processing things correctly. And in my case, you know, building up that anger, um, I can't have the direct conversations and talk about certain to- topics without people getting upset. So it was really processing that in appreciating myself for surviving and getting through it, but to learning that, hey, I need to evolve. So being physically abused, 
did that cause you also to be more physically aggressive in your life? That, that's a good question. Uh, so yes and no. Yes, when it came towards like bullying, for instance, um, or I did, I played football, I wrestled a lot. Um, I would say that's also what made me ultra competitive for sports because it was something that I always wanted to get better. You know, I knew um, that if it, it came down to it, you know, I needed to stand up for myself. So in my case, it was really, you know, always working on myself, for instance, in wrestling, pushing it to where, you know, when, when I got older, uh, me and my dad started getting into it and I stood up to him. So it was, you know, really building myself up. And in my case, um, yeah, when I was younger, uh, I know for a fact, like in third grade, I had anger issues and, and I was doing jujitsu. I punched my jujitsu coach and that was where they're like, hey, you need to take a chill pill. Um, and in my case, you know, younger years, yes, you know, it definitely influenced me. But as I got older, I channeled that, you know, I used it as motivation when I was working out in the gym, wrestling. Um, so it's something that allowed me to really grow from it, but really learn as a person as well and then become a better human being. And I asked that question because we can only give what we first receive. So if I receive condemnation, if I receive physical abuse or be told that I'm nothing, I am going to take that and give that somewhere as well. But if I receive love and acceptance and kindness, I will also usher forth that as well. A hundred percent makes sense, brother. Yeah. And how were you introduced to meditation? And did you think when you were first introduced uh, to it, did you think it was an effective uh, medium? Oh, that's that's a that's a really good question. And uh, I would say I first was introduced to meditation while I was in the Marine Corps. Uh, one of my mentors, he told me that because I, I when I was on deployment, like I said, you know, I was flying all over the place. So that the way they explain it is they say it's a bulldog, non-commissioned officer. And it just means that you're that supervisor that's on everybody yelling at them and being on top of their game. So kind of like the boot camp instructors, uh, if anybody's familiar with that, that's the style of leadership they want you to run. So in my case, uh, I had the switch flipped on and I was just going crazy and not being able to channel that. So that's where a, men a mentor came in and he's like, hey, you're going um, off the walls every 24 seven and you never calm down. You're taking caffeine in, drinking all this coffee. You should figure out, you know, look into meditation. So at that time, I was like, nope, this isn't for me. And then about nine months ago, before my daughter, right before my daughter was born, um, I really started getting into meditation a lot more because I used to just sit outside every night and work on my breathing and just really calm down and think. But once I started meditating, it was where um, I was able to sit there and, and I have a coach that walks me through it and uh, we go through different breathing techniques. And then from there, I'll be able to feel it in my body, understand where the pain's at, understand where the anger may be. And then I can be able to use a journal after and get those thoughts on paper. So what that allowed me to do is tap into that uh, unconscious part of my mind that I you know, may have been uh, bearing some thoughts or some experiences. And then be able to realize like, hey, you know, you survived that. You made it through it. So let's be grateful, number one. But two, let's learn from this. So that's where I started doing more of that inner work. Can you give us a quick tutorial of a simplistic meditation that you use with the breathing? A absolutely. And, and I just did one uh, this morning that used to be rough for me. But it was one that uh, 
after the first time of the open mouth breathing and doing the deep breaths, uh, that was where I was struggling. So the first time it was rough afterwards, uh, but the way that you would do it is you would just breathe in a deep breath uh, through your mouth, and then you're going to let that out. And in this case, we do it for about 35 minutes. So we're just working on that deep, deep breaths and then letting it all out, you know, through your belly. Um, and in this case, it was doing that. And then whenever you, um, if you needed to switch it up, you can breathe through your nose deeply and go back to it. But it was one of those that allowed uh, me to this morning to really just feel it in my body, feel the pulses and be present in the moment. And what can people do with the mind chatter that happens? Because often when we settle down and we take, you know, we're just alone by ourselves, we then notice all these thoughts that are bombarding our minds. What, how did you handle that process? Because I know you had to have a lot of thoughts going on from enduring the things that you had to endure, you know, growing up as a kid. Absolutely, brother. And that's one thing that uh, I'm still working on, I'd say the past year and a half. Um, that's the first time in the within the past year and a half that I was able to finally sit down and be able to just let my thoughts be. Um, I feel like so much it is we want to control things and we want to control our thoughts, we want to control the way our mood is. And that's not the way it works. You know, it's fluid. Um, it's like they say harmony instead of balance because balance there's no such thing as balance. We're always going to have to shift. We're going to have to adapt. So as long as we can just be at peace with the situation, you know, with our thoughts, and in my case, uh, having the anger, feeling resentment, maybe being depressed, you know, being sad a little bit, um, trying to figure out, you know, what was for me, feeling worthless. It was all those, whereas like journaling allowed me to construct that so I can be able to see it, verbalize it, and then say, hey, you know, how could we be able to change this? In my case, um, Really, when it went down to the belief systems, it was just challenging, you know, what I thought and then getting different perspectives out there. So it was really taking in what I may have not wanted to hear, but it was going to allow me to to grow and realize, hey, this aligns with who I am and this allows me to be the best I can be. And what are some ways you are able to help men? Because, you know, men, we have to be tough and, you know, we take on this aura, but we get wounded and hurt as well. And how, in what ways are you able to help men? Absolutely, brother. And, and that's one thing I focus on on my podcast, The Winner's Paradigm. Um, and, it, and I talk a lot about recalibrating people's mindsets. So I talk about exactly like what we were um, and really go into detail on some of the scenarios that happened, you know, me getting a fistfight with my dad and showing that vulnerability side. Because I know with men, like you mentioned it, you know, we have the macho, we have to act tough, we have to be providers, protectors, um, and it's one where we don't get the, the recognition sometimes. So if I can be that guy, you know, and help other men and say, hey, you know, these are the things we go through, we need to be able to regulate our emotions and process things. And at the same time, you know, connect with uh, our spouses, you know, with our um, companions to where we're able to say, hey, you know, this is how I'm feeling, this is why I'm feeling it, this is what I've been through. And that's where when we get to that deeper understanding and understand ourselves, one, we become better human beings, but two, we're allowing other men to be able to be influenced and see, hey, you know, you go through the same thing we're going through. Um, you went through it. I'm not alone in this. You know, a lot of times we feel suppressed by our emotions. We drink, you know, we put everything down. 
instead of actually handling what it is. And I can tell you, you know, from experience, um, definitely going through the hard and tough challenges allowed me to really uh, tap into becoming who I am and just being the best that I can be. You know, the more that I kept just focusing on myself and not the external world is the more everything started to change for me. And what is the name of your business? I know you have a business. Absolutely. So my business is named Alpha Influence Media. And being an overachiever as yourself, a person who always, you know, overachieved in your career and uh, Marines, um, how has it how has that been as a business owner? How have you been able to uh, deal with the ebb and flows? Great, great question right there. Um, I would say in my case, it's definitely been a reality check. And the reason why I say that is it goes down to the same concept is why did you start your business? Um, in my case, I started my business in April, in the middle of April, I quit my job. I was helping veterans, their VA claims, and it was awesome doing it. But, uh, my nanny moved to Minnesota and I'm holding the little one making sales calls. I was working 60 to 80 hours at the time. Um, I told the job, here's my corrective action plan. This is how I'm still gonna make it happen. And they asked me, is your heart still in it? Do you still wanna be here? And that was where um, it hit me, you know, I went back. Luckily I was in a podcasting group with my now partner, Zach Babcock. And um, we start talking and he's like, hey, I think we can be able to start a business together. So in my case, it, it always like, even when I do start to work on the business more, it was focusing on um, you know, why did I start it? I started to have the freedom to be able to be with my family. My partner works 20 hours a week, um, no more than 25. So he will shut his phone off when he's not working. So he's able to be present with the family. So it allowed me to be able to tap in, do some more meditation, do some more reading, work on myself, be the dad I can be. Uh, so like I told you earlier, you know, stay <laughs> watching the, the baby during the day and running a business. And it just allowed me to be more grateful uh, for my time. So even when things do, you know, get more stressful and complex, that's where I take that minute, you know, I breathe. Um, I may take a little bit of time off that day and I'm like, Hey, I'm going to get four hours tomorrow. I'm going to give eight hours tomorrow and I'm going to get as much work as I can done. And if it doesn't get done, you know, we can go to the next day on things that aren't the priority. And in my case, um, it's definitely allowed me to, to start becoming more uh, effective, but two, I accomplish more within the less of a uh, time constraint. And that's what I was going to say. You're working less and you're accomplishing is, you know, more almost, it seems, because sometimes you can work 80 hours a week and it doesn't mean that you are accomplishing as much. You know, you can accomplish some things, but your own business, you're accomplishing more for yourself. Indeed, for sure. Absolutely. And how, uh, in what ways are you helping, you know, men in your business like uh, Alpha Influence? Absolutely. So what we do for Alpha Influence Media um, is we run strategic ad campaigns through Spotify. So for instance, if uh, Spotify and other platforms, excuse me, so we'll use Spotify as the example. So if you were to listen to a playlist, for instance, and it's a workout playlist, and then your podcast comes in or um, it could be another podcast and it could be on mindfulness and someone hears it, you know, and they're like, okay, you know, 
click on your ad. They can either go to your website, your landing page, or even your podcast, and then you're able to grow um, your network there. So the campaign focus is to be able to give them um, a expedited process of promoting their podcast because I know, you know, doing it organically is, is one thing that as entrepreneurs, you know, we have time, but to be able to do three to five podcast episodes for a year is something that can be very difficult for us. So using the ad campaigns is strategic. The second portion, what we do is we have um, a team that gets you booked on podcasts that resonate with your message, gets guests that resonate with your message on your show. So you're able to do your, run your business efficiently, um, focus on the aspects that, that are going to be superior to you that are going to give you the best ROI. And then in our case, you know, we set you up with the shows that are going to allow you to build those connections, slowly build that organic content. And then from there, you know, you get to build that following over time. Um, and then the third portion we're rolling out pretty soon here is we're working on doing reels to really give another social media aspect to our clients and let them know, Hey, you know, if you want to be uh, dropping one video every single day, talking about the episodes that you recorded, Here's, you know, exactly what we can provide you. And are you, do you have a strong presence on any social media platform in particular? So uh, we have a small social media presence on Instagram and then a large on LinkedIn and Facebook. And that's primarily uh, Facebook's where most of the business happens and interact, you know, with all clients and and, uh, other guests. What is your one to grow on? What valuable piece of information would you like to leave our audience with? I, I would say write out your core values and live by them. So in my case, uh, I wrote my core values as an action plan, you know, one through five. And it was something that I live every single day. So it's looking in the mirror. It's being at peace at with who I'm looking at. And then am I living up to the standards? Am I being myself? Am I challenging myself? You know, questioning those things. Then it went into uh, accountability and adaptability because I got to be able to, you know, be account- accountable so I can be transparent with other people and let them know what's going on. And at the same time, be able to take uh, the adaptable portion and then make sure that any knowledge that I learned, I'm actually applying it to the scenario. So in my case, uh, going into the core values, establish that fundamental basis that I can now govern myself on essentially and say, hey, you know, am I living up to everything that I say that I am Um, with recalibrating the mindset? It really was one of those beliefs where it was, I don't want to stand for things I don't believe anymore, but I want to make sure that I can be the best I can be. Thank you for listening to The New Mind Creator Podcast with your host, Maurice, The New Mind Creator. This podcast has been sponsored by Abundant Sports and True Serum. Head over to www.mauriceflornoy.com to receive more motivation and insight to help create your new mind.